So the, the title of this particular talk is, uh, is Be the Catalyst. So what does that mean uh, as it relates to leadership, as it relates to being a great manager? It all comes down to focus, really. Where are we focusing our time? So the one thing that every manager has, uh, really the only thing that we have is time. And it is uh, sometimes a challenge in a eight hour, sometimes 10 hour day in this industry of where do we focus that time? And so the point of today's talk is to understand how we can be a catalyst with our time because at the end of the day, leadership is about inspiring the actions of others. Um, you know, when you, when you step from an individual contributor role uh, to where you are either being inspired by your manager and also inspiring yourself, uh, when, you become in, when you come into that leadership role, those responsibilities change. Uh, and those responsibilities entail really inspiring the actions of those that you lead. So how do we do that? What, what does that look like? And some content that I took from the podcast, uh, it's one that I listen to frequently. Uh, they had a guest on there by the name of Brian uh, Byro. Uh, he's a, I think he's written like 15 books and uh, speaks all the time. And well, he spoke all the time until COVID and I think he's getting back at it. But um, he talks about what are the three things that you need to be thinking about as a leader? And I think these tie in perfectly with, with um, you know, the emphasis on time and you only have so much of it and how are you going to use it. And he says that leadership is about how do you show up, how do you handle change, and what kind of impact are you intent on making. So how do you show up? So we can all probably point to times when, you know, uh, we weren't in the best mood, or something frustrated us, or whatever the case may be, or we were up late, uh, you know, woke up, we we're sick, whatever the case may be, life happens, right? Um, we're not all going to wake up and be super chipper every single day. However, as a leader, um, you've got to muster up the courage to be that positive, that reinforcing, that, that kind of pillar of strength for your people. Uh, because if you aren't, who is, right? It's probably going to be the person that's got a bad attitude on your team. They're going to be probably the one that everybody grabs their energy for, from if you're not that positive person. So what are you doing personally? We talk about leading ourselves as one of our values here. What are you doing personally to show up on a daily basis for your team? What's that look like for you? You know, is it uh, eating breakfast? Is it working out in the morning? Is it journaling? Is it reading a book? Whatever it is, find out what it is and do it consistently because that's ultimately what's going to allow you to show up in the best frame of mind for your people. You know, I look at myself and as many of you know me, uh, I'm not like, I, I, I'm not super like, I can stay to myself, be quiet, work in my office, be perfectly fine. But I learned very early on that if that was the attitude that I was going to bring to work, well, that wasn't going to really inspire anybody if I just sat in my office with the door closed. 
Um, and not that I think that my actions are anywhere uh, inspiring, some days less than others. Uh, however, um, getting out, saying hi to people, seeing how people are doing, letting people know that, hey, I'm happy to be here. Hey, I'm excited about being here. Um, that, while small um, and probably somewhat inconsequential on the grand scheme of what we do on a daily basis, has an impact if there is consistency, if we're showing up in the right frame. Even if that's not you, understand who you need to be for your people. Some people, they don't need that positive. They don't need you to be chipper and you know ready to go. Others do. Um, but some may just need you to say, hey, nice job yesterday. You did really well. Or, hey, today's going to be a great day. I know you can do it. Whatever that is, everybody needs a little bit something different. But what I can tell you is being positive and upbeat is never going to hurt. Like, few people get demotivated from, you know, a leader being excited to be where they are. Uh, if you do, then... I, I'm not really sure. Maybe we got the wrong person on the team uh, if, if they are demotivated by, by your sense of, of wanting to be there. The other piece is how do you handle change? So uh, I always consider us here at Peterman world-class change experts. Uh, there is not something we won't change and maybe do it four times uh, just for, for old time's sake. Um, but how do you handle change? Change is very difficult. Even though I lead most of the change around here, it's uncomfortable for me. I don't like change. I love my morning routine. My, you know, yesterday my daughter wakes up at five o'clock in the morning and just walks into our waltzes into our room, and I'm like, "What are you? No, no, no! This is not the schedule. You stay in bed until I come and wake you up. Now I've got to figure out something else. I can't get ready. All of that change will throw me into a tizzy." Uh, just ask my wife. Uh, she, she has witnessed it many a times. I like things very scheduled, very laid out, very all of this, but change invited in makes things uncomfortable. So how do you handle change as a leader? Because knowing that really change for everybody, there are some people who like, what is it, spontaneity and you know, just go with the flow and stuff like that, but still change in their life is going to present difficulty. No one likes it. So how do you handle that? How do you brace your team for change? One big one is explaining the why behind the change. Why are we changing? Why is this beneficial? Why will this be beneficial to you even though you may not be able to see it, right? And then last is what kind of impact are you intent on making? As we think about our job as a leader, it's to inspire. Well, inspiration comes with impact. Um, what are your people going to say about you as a leader? Would they say they like working with you? Would they say that they're inspired by you? Would they say that there's been days when you haven't been at your best, but they've kind of lifted you up to want to perform better? I always think of our job here is, and maybe because I, I've been in athletics all my life, but you know what, thinking back of those that you have played athletics, you know, what, uh, what are the characteristics of that coach that you loved playing for? You know, what, what, what did that look like? What did they do that made you want to run a little bit harder, jump a little bit higher, uh, you know, stay after practice and do a little bit extra? Well, ultimately, 
they made an impact on you. They allowed you to break through your perceived ceiling. And that's what leadership is all about. At the end of the day, if we look at all three of those things, how you show up, how you handle change, and your intent on making an impact, the best part about all of those three things is it takes no special talent. You don't have to be blessed with anything. You don't have to be in a particular position. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. All of that is controllable. When you wake up every single day, you get to dictate how you show up, regardless of the circumstance. You know, we had a plumbing meeting last week, and I just, I, my, my main message was just show up at that first customer's house with the intent to not fix anything, not discover something, not, you know, whatever it may be. Just show up to take care of them. And if you show up with that intent, guess what? You'll take care of them. They'll be super happy. They'll use us again. All of those things are controllable. Sometimes we will make up excuses as to why they're not controllable. But at the end of the day, leadership, impact, are all extremely, extremely controllable. As we revert back to this book that I've, I've talked about, it's called First Break All the Rules. So this book uh, is based on a study um, that uh, Gallup did um, across a number of different organizations, but really to uncover what great managers do in contrast to those that, that aren't so good. And as I said at the outset, a lot of it came down to how they spend their time. And, you know, as I read through this book, I was like, this is so simple. Like, sometimes we complicate this thing beyond belief. And at the end of the day, it's extremely doable. It's extremely controllable. And really, all of these questions, regardless of what your role is, whether that's individual contributor, whether that is managing 10 people, 30 people, 50 people, whatever it is, all of these things can be done each and every day. So the book, I'm not spoiling anything, there's a lot of good content in here, but the basis of the book is they boiled it down to 12 questions a manager should be asking themselves on a daily basis. And they should ask themselves these questions with the intent to gain a strongly agree answer from all the people they lead. Does that make sense? So if you have like, what is it, strongly disagree to strongly agree, you should be working each and every day to gain a strongly, if, if each of the people that you led filled out a survey at the end of every day, they would answer strongly agree to all 12 of these questions. Now, what we'll focus on today is the first six. 
the first six questions are all related um, to what you can directly affect on a daily basis. So the first six questions. So this would be, again, if I am someone that you are leading, they would be asking themselves these questions and they would respond strongly agree. So the first question is, I know what is expected of me at work. So do your people know what's expected? Do they know what a win looks like? We have some fantastic leaders, frankly, in this room that have done a really great job of laying out what winning the day looks like, whether it's calls booked per hour, whether it's career path and what a technician needs to do at level one, two, three, four, whatever it may be, those people are getting better results because their people know what's expected of them. How many times do we look back and, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm doing or I'm not sure if I'm winning. Every day, your people should know what a win looks like. When they know what's expected of them, they would strongly agree to this statement, if they're honest with themselves, obviously. Number two, I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. I have the materials and equipment I need to do my work right. So this is my favorite, um, this is my favorite question. And it may seem silly, like materials and equipment. Like, okay, I, let's just, since we have uh, a couple of people in the room, okay, I work in the call center. I need a computer, maybe a chair. I mean, we failed at that a couple times, I know. But a chair, a desk, a desk, we failed at that too here recently. A desk, a chair, so maybe we should be asking ourselves these questions more often now that I kind of say it out loud. But a chair, a desk, a computer, maybe a pen. I mean, what, what, else, do I, what else do I need? So I think the important thing to think about, obviously some positions are more difficult than others. You know, uh, you know, if you're out in the field, obviously, hey, I may need this tool, I may need that. You know, there's different jobs and different stuff like that. But we use the call center for a very simple example as far as what it takes, uh, materials and equipment. But where does the power lie in this question as a manager? For me, uh, and, and what I've told, I actually just told someone recently who was interested in becoming a manager, he said, what, what's this all about? You know, like, what's, what, what do you need me to do? What, what's a manager expected to do? And I said, you know, the most important thing you can do as a manager is follow through. So what do I mean by that? So one of the, the greatest uh, follow-through people that we have or that I've seen uh, is, resides in our building. We actually have an award named after her. But why is that? Well, it's because there is no one that follows through better than her. Um, she will, if you give her a list of six things to do, she'll probably have five of them done by lunch. That's just how she's built. But that also makes her a very good manager. Because if you need something, she's going to get it for you. Come hell or high water, she's going to get whatever you need. Now, what does that symbolize? Well, as we talked, 
That is the ultimate sign of care. I hear you. I, I hear you. What, I, what you're saying is important, and I'm going to get it done for you because I know it'll help you. So how as managers can we really fulfill this question? Well, one tip that I have, and I don't know if this is right, wrong, or but like if I am, if people, if you ask them, hey, is there anything you need? And they say, no, I'm good. What, I mean, that's pretty much the stock answer, right? Because no one wants to say, hey, I need something. It's very difficult for someone to reach out as if they can't do it themselves, right? So there's a little bit of ego there. But what if you dug a little bit deeper? What if you found out something small that someone needed that would help them? Oftentimes, I will, like, almost to a certain point, make up things that they may need. Do you guys need this? Oh, yeah, we could use that. Okay, perfect. I'll get right on it. Do you guys need this? Would this help? Yeah. Yeah, probably. You get a few heads nodding in the room. Okay, yeah, cool. Like, I'll do it here. Brad will be in the plumbing meeting next. I'll do it here in the plumbing meeting. I'll literally ask, would this help? Or would you like to see this? They'll nod their heads yes, and I'll, respond, and I'll go get it taken care of. Well, that's super simple, but at the end of the day, that's what they needed. So take care of it. Do they have the materials and equipment they need to complete their day? Well, now they do. Well, that was pretty easy. I drew out what they needed and then fulfilled it. My thinking is that almost, I don't know what the correct percentage is, but it's high, is that being a great manager is a lot about just follow through. You know, Christy told me a story about the other day, we had a HVAC tech, he needed training, we scheduled it, it's going, boom, all right, he's like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm, I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing training. Not, hey, we'd really like this training, and then you know, a couple months goes by, they forget about it, you forget about it, then it comes up again. And you're like, huh? Why didn't they ever do that? Like, did they not? They not hear me? And it, even if it's small, guys, there are so many small details that if you can take care of, that shows your follow through. Like right now, as I talk about this, I have something that I haven't done. So I've come up short. I'm supposed to connect Kurt and Danny with someone that I met that said that they actually wanted to connect with them. Well, lo and behold, here I am, not doing what I'm talking about. So I'll get right on that today. Uh, I'll let you guys all know when I complete that. So, And that should be super simple. That's literally a text message. Um, but there again, if I would have got that done, knocked that out really quick, boom, that's good to good stuff to do. So when I look at my to-do list, I always look at it in terms of how much of my to-do list is stuff I need to get done versus how much stuff I need to get done for others. So obviously there's a ton of stuff everybody's got to do. Heck, we could have two, three-page to-do list, but how much of that stuff is for others? Now, ultimately, yes, you could probably tie everything that you do to, well, if I do this, it's going to benefit them down the road. But how much of that stuff is directly tied to helping others? Or how many things could you potentially add that don't take a lot of time, that you could really knock out, and everybody's been guilty of that, 
or not guilty. I guess that's just kind of a trick we play on ourselves, right? Like my to-do list, if you look at it, it's like, fill up your water bottle, check. You know, like, go say hi to someone, check. You know, like, get the easy stuff going, build a little momentum, and then you start, then you start getting a little, you know, scratch out happy, and then you can, you can roll through the day pretty well. Question three, at work, I have the opportunity to do what I do best every single day. So this comes down to, do you have the right people in the right seats on the bus? That's a little bit higher level question, but, you know, do we have the right people? Is this going to work? You know, what, the one thing I, I really, really like about the, um, right now I'm getting the opportunity to, to lead some of the plumbing department, which I'm probably not doing a great job at, but what I do know is that they are a group of people who I love because they, they somewhat self-manage, but they self-manage to a point where they will come and tell me or Dan, hey, this guy's not, he ain't going to, eh. You ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna. You ain't gonna be a fit on this team. Okay. Um, so usually, we'll if we get that report from one person, we'll send them on over to another uh, and say, "Hey, give me some feedback on this person. Let's see if you maybe it was just a bad fit or whatever it is. But see what you got. Let's, let's see what he's got. You know, lo and behold, you get the same 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 report. And so understanding who is on your team, and we'll get a little bit into this. This comes back to selecting the right person. Um, and sometimes, especially in our industry, uh, you know, selecting the right person can be difficult uh, because we're always looking for people, uh, technicians, uh, really not even technicians anymore, really any position is hard to come by. Uh, it's hard to find people. So we sometimes will take a flyer on someone and we get frustrated because it doesn't pan out. Well. We look back on it, it's never going to pan out from the very beginning. Um, but trying to balance that is sometimes critical. We've also had examples here in the office where someone didn't work at a particular position, but yet we recognize their skills like, you know, they're not, this isn't really where they go, but let's move them over here and then they excel. Uh, and so understanding what each person on your team is good at. Uh, enjoys doing, uh, is wired to do, um, is, is really critical. And we'll get into that a little bit as far as where are we going to find these things out at? You know, uh, where are we going to uncover what they really are good at? Question four. Um, so this is, uh, this is a super simple one. We can all do this one. In the last seven days, I have received recognition or praise for doing good work. In the last seven days, I have received recognition or praise for doing good work. So, as we all sit here and think, hmm, have we done that? Hmm. So, I would say if one thing that we probably... Well, I shouldn't say that. One thing we, we t sometimes struggle with, I'll put it like that, is giving out that recognition. And some of it is kind of 
um, circum circumstance-induced, we're in emergency service. So when it gets hot, it's all hands on deck, we're all running in the same direction trying to take care of customers. So it can be easily, you know, kind of kicked to the side because, hey, we got a job to do. We got to take care of this. And then that's perfectly understandable. But at the same time, everybody likes to know how they're doing. Everybody likes to know when they did a good job. And we can probably find a time, even for a low performer on our team or someone who's struggling, we'll probably always find a time to thank them, uh, acknowledge them. It doesn't have to be in front of a big group. We don't have to give them a trophy. But just saying, hey, you did a really good job yesterday. I'm really proud of you. Hey, gr great job. Appreciate what you do. Whatever it may be, just that small piece of recognition is extremely, extremely critical. Because what happens with recognition? Think about someone who's sent you a card or you know, just said something really nice or given you an award or whatever it may be. What would you do for that person? Probably a hell of a lot more than someone who never said anything, right? I mean, I think about you know, uh, people in my life who I've been lucky enough to come across one in particular stands out, and he's not related to me. Um, he's actually a, a fr he's a friend's dad uh, that that I've grown close with. But at a very I, I still remember this after graduating from college, I got my job and was going to go off. You know, super excited about it. You know, going to conquer the world of tape. Uh, yes, I sold tape for a living. Um, I was going to conquer this industry one roll of tape at a time. Like I was, you know, gung-ho as all get out. And while others kind of looked at me like, cool the jets there, bud. You got a long road ahead. Uh, this one in particular guy was like, hey, why don't you stop by my office? I want to show you some things about sales. I've been doing this for a long time. just want to show you, you know, some great things. Well, guess what? I still have the folder that he gave me. Now, it has really nothing to do with what we do here today. But I still have that because that was a sign of someone who took a chance, someone who said, hey, I think you've got some potential. Hey, I think I can help you get to where it seems like you want to go. Now, did I take over the tape industry? Sadly not. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a fun ride uh, for the two years that I did it. So, um, but all kidding aside, the biggest thing is, is, is where do we find time? And then how do we do it? So, uh, as I, uh, the, uh, the podcast that I was telling you about that I was listening to, he gives a really cool acronym for how to give praise and how to be a great coach. So, it is, uh, the acronym is ESPN. Uh, so, uh, for those of you sports lovers out there, this will be an easy one to remember. So, the E, thanks with energy and effort. So, when we praise somebody, it's not just like, hey, man, good job. You know, hey, you did awesome. No, it's like you're excited about their performance. You're excited about what they did. Um, and they may not be excited about it. Trust me. There's many a times when you can be really excited and everybody's like, okay, thanks. You know, but you will draw it out of them eventually. Regardless of how introverted they may be, uh, you will draw it out of them. So thanks with energy and effort. The other piece of that, the other E in there, so you got energy, effort, 
uh, you're thanking with, thank for energy and effort. So really place an emphasis not so much on results because the people that you really need to inspire are more than likely the people that aren't getting the results yet. So if you're always just thinking the people that are getting the results, what do you think that's going to do to the people that aren't or struggling to hit those? So we thank with energy and effort, and we thank for energy and effort. So maybe that person on your team that's struggling a little bit, but by God, he did, he went after it yesterday. Like it was, he, you know, I'm thinking of the field, you know, he had all his options right, they were there, he took care of the customer, he got the review, he did everything really, really well, yet the results weren't there. That's okay, because guess what? It'll be e they will be easily frustrated unless you praise them for that energy and effort. Because we know that a lot of success is bred in energy and effort. Think about everyone's department. What separates the really good ones from the ones that are struggling? At the end of the day, it's all energy and effort. What do I love about this business? What do I always say? It's super simple. All we do is take care of customers. Taking care of a customer is simply about energy and effort. About nothing else. Regardless of if you, like I am 100% confident that if you sent me out on a plumbing call today, by God, I would come with some energy and effort because skill-wise, I got nothing to offer. Zero. I don't have anything to offer them. However, I could offer them a hell of a lot of energy and effort. And guess what? I'd be successful because by God, that customer would be getting a review. They'd be giving me a five-star. Now, I'd have to make a few phone calls there in the middle to figure out what the actual problem was. However, I could get to the result of taking care of the customer. So if we go in with that mindset and we encourage those with that are displaying energy and effort, guess what? They're going to get to that result because they're going to feed off of that. Like, oh, okay. So like how I was doing things yesterday, that's the correct way. Even though I didn't get the result, if I keep doing it like this, eventually I'm going to get the result. And that doesn't mean that we can't train technically or you know, verbiage on the phones or whatever that means. Yeah, you're going to have to, you know, direct them in course. Hey, you did a great job yesterday. I think you did awesome. Here's one thing that I think would really help you kind of propel forward. Okay, perfect. Well, I got a little bit of confidence behind me. I know what I need to work on and I can move forward. The other piece of that, of how to be a great coach, the S is surprise. So, while you can give that, that encouragement, that uh, you know, kind of pat on the back each and every day, sometimes you need to surprise people. Sometimes you need to take a little bit of extra effort. So one of my goals that for this year, for this count or for um, uh, yeah, this calendar year, was to send a meaningful gift to someone each month. So. The reason that I came up with this goal was for this exact thing, for appreciation and gratitude. 
So who are those people uh, in my life that need a surprise? Need a little bit of, hey, you're really doing a whale of a job. I thought you'd enjoy this. Or, hey, you know, I, I, did, I did something that I think maybe wasn't quite great, whatever it may be. Here's uh, something to enjoy, whatever that may be. And so we can all find times. It doesn't have to be like super expensive or anything. I mean, my God, like just like a, you know, whatever, like 20 bucks and, you know, a gift card to Starbucks for five bucks. Hey, go grab yourself a coffee. You've done a really great job. Whatever it may be, all of these things are small, but they go a long way. Think about the, you know, cards and different things that you've gotten from people that, you know, when you start to think about it, there's really a lack in this world of appreciation. So how do we ramp that up? How do we take that to the next level? And then what's that going to do for our leadership? More than likely, it's going to have a positive impact on it. Because again, people will want to run for those that they want to run for, not just run because they need to run. The P in this is for present, not present like gift, present like being present. So how is it that we can be really present when we're thanking somebody? Well, I'm sure you can all think of different ways and, and different um, things that you can do, but you know, looking someone in the eye, really sh shaking their hand, really being extremely, extremely present. The best example of this that I have seen personally is, uh, if you guys are familiar with marketing and stuff like that, uh, I know John will flip out here in a second, but uh, you know, is Gary Vaynerchuk. I had the opportunity to meet him back in October. I've never, like he's way more famous and had no reason to speak to me, but when I was talking to him, like the, and, and everybody said this, that, that was able to meet him, his engagement level in the conversation that you were having with him was extraordinary. And I mean, you, you're kind of fumbling over your words, trying not to say something stupid and, you know, like, hey, yeah, I think this or we're doing this or what do you think about this? And, and yet he is so engaged, nodding his head going, yeah, I completely, you know, just so in the conversation, even amid a group of, I think there was probably 40 or 50 that were there to see him, to get the chance to probably talk to him. And yet he was so engaged in this one conversation. And so I think it's all, always important to understand where our engagement level is. You know, is it just sending a text out to the group? Well, where's your, where's your level of being present in that? N not very, you know. Yeah, does it help? Does sometimes it warrant that? Yeah, for sure. But how much further would it go to call a guy up on the phone and say, hey, man, just checking in to see how you're doing. What you got going on this weekend? What can I help with? What are you struggling with? Where'd you win? You know, having those conversations that may not take two or three minutes, but that mean a lot. Because again, what is that an example of? Care, 
You care about the people. And I think that's the most important thing. As a great leader, we have to care more about the people than the process or the result. So when you ask yourself, am I getting the results out of my team that I need? What would affect that? Would it be better for me to beat a process into their head? Would it be better to give them another to-do list? Or would it benefit me more to just pull someone aside and say, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing. I know you're struggling. I know you're having a tough time with this new whatever it is, which is probably pretty common around here. But I want to let you know that I want to help you. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you do better because I know this is frustrating for you. You don't want to look bad in front of everybody else, but I think we can get through this. How much better is that conversation about the process that they maybe are struggling with or you know, whatever it is that the technical piece that they're struggling with out in the field? How much better is that conversation going to go when they know that you care? when they know that, yeah, they really want to see me succeed because at the end of the day, the most difficult thing about being a manager is the fact that you can't go do it. They have to do it. You can't go out there and run every call for them. It's impossible. You can't answer every call for them. You can't dispatch every call for them. But what we can do is we can show that we care and then take the time to make sure that they know what they're doing, they've got what they need, and they're moving in the right direction. The N and last part, so ESPN, so E. Think with energy and effort, for energy and effort. S, surprise, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's a monthly thing, whether it's a handwritten note, whether it's a, you know just pulling someone aside and going to lunch, whatever it is, a surprise. P, be present when you're doing it. And then N is now. Do it now. So don't say, oh, you know what, next week I'm going to really really dive in and try to do that. It's Friday. It's a great day to do it. It's a great day to get out there and thank someone on your team or tell them how great of a job they're doing or check in to see how they're doing or what are they doing this weekend or whatever it may be. How can I help you? You did a great job yesterday. You've been doing a great job all week. Here's what you could work on. Here's how you could do a little bit better. Here's how you could see a little bit better result. Do it now. Again, what will help you? Find out on that to-do list how many things on there are to do for other people, like directly other people. Put those at the top of your list and do it now. Do it now. So ESPN. That goes along with question four. 
Question five. My supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. How do we show that we care? Well, what we just talked about would be a hell of a start. So really, you could almost knock out two questions with one action. I like that. Hell, now we're down to 11 questions. So if they strongly agree that they've received recognition or praise for doing good work, they're probably going to think that you care about them. My supervisor or someone at work seems to care about me as a person. Again, our job as managers, our job as leaders, is to develop our people. Yes, is their process? 100%. Is their procedure? 100%. Are there things that change within those? 100%. Are there things that people are going to struggle with? Absolutely. But do your people, if we went around and asked them today, this single question, how would they respond? Would they strongly agree? That's tough, right? Because, you know, the, the, always the, the adage is, you know, kind of leave your, leave your personal life at home. This is work. Good luck. I bring my personal life to work every single day. It's just part of it. That's why I do what I do. It's because of my personal life. So how do we demonstrate that we care? And then question six. So again, these are the first six of the 12 questions. We already boiled one down to, we can combine that sucker. So we're really down to 11. We only got five to focus on. There's someone at work who encourages my development. That's number six. There's someone at work who encourages my development. So what does development look like for those on your team? What's their idea of development? Where do they need to improve? Where can you help them improve? There's someone at work who encourages my development. So if we have, if all we have is time as a manager, where do we spend it? We've only got so much time. I know some of you stretch that time out to many, many hours, and I am extremely appreciative of it. But where do we spend it? What's it spent on? What things could we eliminate from our schedule so that we can focus our time better on the things that are really going to make an impact, that are really going to develop our teams? Where do we find this time? Well, I can tell you, we're not going to find any extra time in the day. Agreed? We're busy. Everyone's busy. Busy, busy, busy. But what are we busy doing? Are we busy making sure everyone on our team knows what they're expected to do? Are we busy making sure that they have the materials and equipment they need? Are we busy following through on the things that they've asked us for? 
Are we busy finding out what each person on our team needs or what they're good at or where they will excel? Are we busy giving recognition and praise? To me, that's the most fun one, right? Are we busy demonstrating that we care about those on our team? And are we busy developing those on our team? Think about that. As I was preparing this morning, that gave me a little bit of pause. You know, There are less people than used to that, I guess, directly report to me. But as I think about it, and I've been very lucky in that a lot of the people that have always reported to me are just operating at such a high level that it's, it's almost difficult to find places where you can help them. But at the end of the day, everyone wants to get better. That's how they got where they are. So what am I doing to help them? You know, I know of most of the people, yeah, that, that follow me, regrettably, I, I don't know that the last time I've sat down and had a, had a conversation with uh, them individually. So I've got to do that because they're probably running around getting things done, knocking things out, putting out fires, doing all of that, and more than likely, they're not sure if they're doing the right thing, if they're doing a good job, if they're, you know, whatever it may be, they're, they're probably not sure right now. So I've got to do a better job of that. And it's easy to forget because we get in that mode of, well, this is what they signed up for, or this is their job, they should do it. Well, that's all well and good, and at the end of the week, they get a paycheck, and that's kind of an equal exchange of, you signed up to do this, you get this. However, you are never going to be a great manager if that is the mentality. Because guess what? People can get a paycheck from a lot of people in this city and in this country. They can get a paycheck from a lot of people. But I'm going to bet that they'd rather get a paycheck from a place where their manager wants to answer strongly agree to those six questions. That's probably where they're going to want to get a paycheck from. Well, what if someone offers them more money? That's a choice they'll have to make. But at the end of the day, those leaders that inspire their people to get better, to do more, to break through perceived ceilings, that's where you want to be. And guess what? If someone doesn't want to do that, they probably shouldn't be on your team. We all have a great opportunity to make an impact, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you do. Even if you're in an individual contributor role, the best way to rise in this company, I can tell you, day in, day out, is just have a great attitude. Love being here, love what I'm doing. I'm going to knock something out. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to tell someone they're doing a good job. Like, it's super simple. Super simple. 
Guess what we try not to do? Promote people who have a terrible attitude. Have we failed? Yes. But we try not to. It's a hell of a lot easier to promote someone and to see someone rise that just has a tremendous attitude. God dang, I want to be around this person. I'd really like to hang out with them. I'd really like to work with them. So as leaders, what are you doing to be that person? To be that person that people want to be around, that people want to run through walls for, that people want to give that little bit of extra effort, that people want to work on what they're not really great at. That's the question that we have to ask ourselves. And these six questions, in my mind, are the way there. And the best part about that, as we talked at the beginning, it's just all a matter of choice. Where are we choosing to spend our time? Those six questions, to me, in this book, if you want to be a great manager, read this book and practice what's in it. This is the best leadership management book I think I've ever read because it's so simple. I've read a lot of ones that try to make things extremely complicated. This is simple. I can do simple. The ones that get complicated, I don't know if I can do all that stuff. But the simple stuff, I know I can do. I know I can, again, make sure everybody knows what's expected. Make sure they have the materials and the equipment. Make sure they have the opportunity to do what they do best. Give them praise and recognition. Show them I care and encourage their development. Six simple, simple questions. Tape them to your desk. Ask yourself those every morning. How would the people on my team feel about answering those questions? How would they answer them? Would they answer disagree? Or would they answer strongly agree? Fight for those strongly agrees. Fight every day on each of these questions to gain a strongly agree. At that point is when you become the catalyst. You become the reason that they want to grow. You become the reason that your department ex excels. But the best part is, is while you may be the catalyst, you're going to create a catalyst in all of them. And when you've got a bunch of catalysts on your team, I know this from experience because I've got a bunch on this team that when they become the catalyst, when they know that someone believes and cares and gives them praise, guess what? They go do really, really amazing things. And at that point in time, you've made your impact.